Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Show number 106 here, coming to you live from downtown Mawa, New Jersey, from the gorgeous, shitty kitchen studios. I'm Jimmy <laughs> Palumbo here at Ridge Gardens, otherwise known as Misfit Island of People. Uh, I think there's serial killers that live in this complex, divorcees, people that you don't know what they are. I think sometimes the dogs and cats pay the rent. Not so sure. But it's beautiful downtown Mawa here. Of course, alongside, behind the glass, as they used to call it, it was supposed to be Chris Gucci. But once again, a late scratch Chris Ben Simmons Gucci, uh, just not able to attend the game's fans. Are, uh, it was Ben Simmons' jersey day. And some, of the fans, some of the kids going home are going to be disappointed. But we have a special. We have the, I don't know. Maybe the the Brett Gardner or uh, the 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 the, the guy who's not in the starting rotation, but when you look at his baseball card, thirty one starts of the year with a three point six ERA. Ladies and gentlemen from Chop Sports, Mr. Dave Sturcio. Dave, what's up, man? Oh, I'm, you know, I, I love being second fiddle to Chris. I oh, do. Well, <laughs> well, you you started off first the text, fiddle. The texts are the best. The texts are the best. Do I got Ben Simmons or Obi Top? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you got me today. Sorry, folks. No, well, listen, uh, listen. The, the, the fact of the matter is, the managers. <laughs> You know, I don't sign all the players. The manager seems perfectly fine having Sturgio give him seven strong innings uh, coming coming out of the – it's getaway day here. <laughs> Three-game series coming up. I know you're going to at least eat innings with Sturgio. Injuries, I don't know if he give you an inning and a half. You just don't know. <laughs> but we are on show 106, which is the beginning of the third year here at Shea of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. And uh, it's good to have you, Dave. And, uh, well, we do the little thing at the beginning of the show. And it's uh, this baseball card thing. I grabbed this guy. Now, I have to admit, this might be the ultimate shitty. You're not going to know who this guy is. He's it's a little bit before your time. But this is like a traditional bad, not bad Yankee. Now, keep in mind, some of these players that we mock out, they played a decent amount in the major leagues. So it's like the ball's on me it's sitting here in my kitchen to mock out some guy who played eight years in the major leagues. But we're fans. We get to do that. That's the way it works. So this guy is... Rich Bordy. Now, <laughs> I know some people just drove off the road. I I remember getting, I actually remember, I must have got about 45 of these when you bought the gum at the at the at Woolworths in Colonia there. Woolworths. I, 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 Holy I, I, hell. You remember that place over there yeah. by the food town? Horrible. Mm-hmm. And you always got a rich Bordy. And this if <laughs> any guy, this guy was in the spoke. I will admit this player in this year was in the nation's spokes more than any other this he's he should be like a bike spokesman like you know for trek bikes like i know what it likes to be stuck in the smokes like do you this. think do you think that they um you know how like a, nowadays the cards it says like included you'll get an autograph or you might get a jersey do you think like back then they put like you're definitely going to get a rich boardy yeah, on, like, on the packaging <laughs> like it should be like yes a dot of 50 cents for the pack includes rich boardy and a pack of gum <laughs> oh my god but of course, I had to do my research, and I find out. Listen, he played from 1980 to 1988. He played with five teams. You always love those five-team, eight-year guys, which means mm. he was either trade bait or you don't really know. He played with the A's, the Mariners, Cubs, Yankees, and the Orioles. Uh, he was six foot seven, big right-hander. Uh, he's a scout for the Reds now, so he's a little bit of a baseball man, I guess. 
drafted in 1980, 56th player in the draft. So, like, mm-hmm. that's pretty, you know, hey, there's a lot of baseball players out there. 50, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, his overall ERA was 4.34 within uh, 173 games, right? Um, now, with the Yanks, in 85, he was 6-8 and eight with a 3.21 ERA, which really isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankees were a hitting team in 85. Um, that's with uh, Winfield and Mattingly and all that stuff. But they traded him, and then they got him in another trade. The trade they got him back for, they also got Ron Babe Hasse, which four people just drove off the road right there, which I had to learn that Babe Hasse was actually a decent bat. And he hit the, you know, he was wait a minute, much. Wait a minute. So somebody, so somebody after Babe Ruth nicknamed themselves Babe? No, well, that's because he hit like three home runs in the first eight games. <laughs> and Frank Messer called him Ron Babe Hasse. Uh, it was, so, a, so it like, was not, it was a mock. It was not. Like when Luke, when Luke Voigt was on the Yankees and he hit two home runs, they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, look yeah, at this. Yeah, Bambino yeah, reincarnated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Completely saying this guy sucks. Um, <laughs> and he also came over with Henry Cotto. So anybody listening to this show over 50 is driving as a Yankee fan. Cause I just mentioned like four horrific Yanks and like the reason why they suck. But anyway, I find this is funny in 1987. He was, he had a record of three and one, right? Dave, it's not that bad. Right? Not bad. You know? Not bad. He had an ERA of 7.64. Was he a really, he's a reliever or a starter? Yeah. Reliever. Okay. Okay. ERA of 7.64. Okay. <laughs> now Lord. he pitched 33 innings. Okay. He gave up 42 hits and 12 walks. How the frick was he okay. four and one? Okay. So I don't know. He probably, well, came, it was. he probably came in with a lead and then they just left him in. And they ah, so they call the that, they, could they call those holds now? There's actually yeah, a stat well, they're, they're, that. They're totally different. Mm. And, uh, and, and he gave, but he gave up 28 runs in 33 innings. That's awful. <laughs> like, usually a reliever, like, at the end of five, he, like, even though it's second and third, he gets out of the inning, no run. This is, he can, he pretty much every time he came in, somebody scored. On him, which means if, if he inherited runners, God knows what. I would love to hear. Don't they have that stat now? Inherited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. And, of course, those, I only. Those runners on second base are his responsibility. Right. <laughs> okay. Which, you know, I, I feel like they should have that. Don't If they had an announcer for life. Don't, don't you wish some guy would just come in and say, these following bills coming in are Jimmy Palumbo's responsibility. <laughs> it's like, you know, this podcast. They were left being, behind by his ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. this, this podcast by Jimmy Palumbo is his responsibility from here on in. Not Chris Gucci, not Dave Sturgeon. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, then, anyway, so, and I only remember him from 1987. So all I remember is this guy, you know, again, I was only – was like uh 2022 20, uh, whatever old i was i just remember like you gotta remember no espn channel 11 frank messer right. bill white and so when you know a guy stunk when you didn't see all the games every day on tv like that's how you really know it's like the algorithm of like 162 games i only caught you know 51 of them and i think this guy stinks he must really stink you know excited mm. you know anyway uh so that's my guy rich Bordy. now in the back of the card it also says talking baseball. I still don't understand this talking baseball. And the line is the 1000th player to see action with the Yankees was pitcher Jim Deshays who debuted, de- debuted versus the White Sox, White Sox in August wow. of 84. <laughs> so he was the thousandth player to play for the Yankees. Now, I remember, like, even as a the kid, like, it's, 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 it's like, you know, 
You imagine that guy, like uh, Jim Deshays, walking around like, oh, I play with a little ball, you know. I was a I'm very, uh, player. I'm yeah. actually kind of curious. It says talking baseball spelled out like that. Can I see that one more time? Yeah, Do you have yeah. it still? Yeah, Just like, yeah, see, you know, not for nothing. That's one of John Boy's um, show names with the same font. So I wonder if they got it off of that or they just, you know. Oh, it's that. the same font? Oh, that would be fun. You know what? Same, oh, it looked like the same well, font. And so Dave Sturgeo picking out a gem from a quick little thing on uh, the podcast. You know, that's something. I tell you what, that's something Chris <laughs> Ben Simmons Gucci would not have figured out <laughs> unless it was some shitty Green Bay thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so, all right, now who's your guy? I know you had didn't have that much time to figure this out. but uh, uh, from, from I'm going to go with a, a shitty Yankee just because of his – Outside Yankee career, I'm going to go with Mr. Flat Top himself, Chad Curtis. <laughs> oh, Chad Curtis, who nobody really liked when he played anyway, but he did get a couple of key hits occasionally. I feel like, I feel like he was like Gardner, but lesser, the lesser yeah, of a he, Gardner. Yeah, he was like the yes, he was a Makes shitty sense. Gardner. Is what there you he was. go. There you um, go. But he didn't play as long either. It didn't stick no. around. But of course, no, no, no. Uh, he was also not liked in the clubhouse either. He's no and longer liked we, either. In, yeah, in and life. then we then we found out later. <laughs> Although, is it official now? Is he in jail? It's I like, mean, I would have to look it up. But He got, yeah. he got caught uh, sleeping with high school kids. What did he get caught doing? Mm, I, you know, a couple of Yankees. You know what? I, I hate to bring the show to a creepy level, but between John Wetland and Chad Curtis. like uh, Let's see here. Um, according to this website, Chad Curtis out of prison after being convicted of sexually assaulting teens, hoping to be a productive person. And this article was written this month, two years ago. So he's out of prison. Good oh for him. God. Paid his so, debt to society, but he's still a piece of garbage. <laughs> so let's look at, you know, the two pitchers, uh, two players for the Yankees back then, Chad Curtis and John Wetland. Uh, oh, yeah, him know, too. Wetland too, man. You know, Wetland, I think, is in jail for he's, not getting he, out. Yeah, he's not. And, uh, and there's another good, player. Um, there's a third creep in there. I remember there was three. Oh, there's I can't three. Remember. There's another the, creep in there. Uh, the Graham Lloyd or? <laughs> no, no, no. Graham Lloyd um, had, had the hot wife. Um, the... Um, <laughs> So that's how we we would go to God. I laugh at this stuff. We would go to Yankee Stadium, and somehow we would end up not getting kicked out, and we would linger around. We <laughs> see, or we got there early. I don't even remember, but we Graham Lloyd would walk in with his hot wife, and like even if he gave up eight runs, we were like, "Oh, I love Graham Lloyd. His wife's hot." Like, <laughs> that was like that's all that matters at the end of the day, man. Like, I, how well <laughs> me and my buddies, how well we would have done a pitcher, yeah, like <laughs> as a GM during the draft. Oh, she's girlfriend. She's hot. Got to draft him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> For the marketing, no obviously. But all right. So, yeah, Chad Curtis, jerk mm. off. He stunk too. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Chad Curtis and Rich Bordy. Uh, for the crowd around over 30 and over 50, we covered both eras right there. <laughs> um, so that's it. All right. Well, show 106, beginning of our third year here at Shea in downtown Mawa from the Omni. Here crazy, crazy how Atlantic. fast that went. Crazy, right? 106. Um, we remember you didn't, this- you know what? You actually kind of forecasted all this because when the, the first day you walked in, you thought I was Chris. So lo and behold, three hey, years hey, later, you are. Here it's I like, am. Well, nobody knew on Facebook. I don't know who the hell I was talking. I still don't know who I'm talking to over there. <laughs> Every time I go there, you got a new room, a new studio open up. Hey, listen, doing big things over here. Trying well, to before we uh <laughs> before we get started, I know um you guys have a million shows over there. Even I lost track. Um, uh, what's going on with your own? You know what? Let's just talk about you, oh. uh, which is really what that's you. You're at your best when you're talking about you. Of course. How is, <laughs> how is uh, you got a new podcast called LFG. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that going? I listened to the first one. 
Yeah, I'm only, I'm only like I'm only three deep. Um, it's just like a passion solo project that I wanted to do because it's been me and Chris doing our you know tag team thing for the better part of two years now. So um, I've always been able to talk Cowboys, whether that be with Brett Ernst and his brother, and then like there's Keith, and then there's and then there's Chris. So it's always been me and somebody else. Um, but like I started this whole thing, you know, when, when I started podcasting, I started doing it by myself. So I figured. Why not kind of get back to my roots, talk to the audience, go live at certain times. I'm going to get some guests in there. So it's pretty cool. Like it's not not one of these things I'm looking to make it the biggest thing I've ever done. But it's right. at the same time, it's a nice little outlet for me to kind of talk. Now to you, shit. you you did a show once before a while back when you just out of the gate. Uh, it was like a sit down with Dave yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sit down with Stur. Is, it a, is cool. it a is it a combination of that and sports? Yeah, so a sit-down with Sturge, I wanted to get some influential people in here, whether it be in the world of, like, bodybuilding or a recovering drug addict or whatever. Like, if you've been through some shit, I wanted to kind of get your story, tell me how you recovered, right. tell me how you made it back, uh, back through all the, you know, the tribulation and stuff like that and kind of just kind of became triumphant. Right. I thought that that was a great show and it was a great outlet. So, yeah, I want to kind of combine the two combine? and, and kind of and – and LFG has been, like, my thing for the last, like – Right. Two years because I'm a high sure. energy guy. I'm a high energy guy, so I'm yeah, always just like a powerful out voice. You got a really, a really good voice. Matter of fact, I know you put some of your voice stuff up on um, one of the websites. We got to talk after the show. Uh, you, okay. I'll, uh, I, I've been saying for three years, give me your shit, and I'll uh, I'll pass it along to my people. Not that you know the doors are going to fly wide open there, but you might be able to get. Next some. thing, you know, I'll be bartending hey, in hey, downtown Mallow. Yes, that's right, <laughs> celebrity bartending night at Shea. I pay attention uh, at. Uh, Mr. Social Media. As a yeah. matter of fact, Dave's phone is currently up his ass right now. That's where he keeps him in storage. Little Miles. Little Miles. Oh, that's J E T S. Best running. Those of you don't know, Dave has two beautiful kids. Miles came. Turns out I got whispers that Miles' mom's family has like one jet fan in there. I just decided to say, Miles is now a Jet fan. No. I will continue that until mm -hmm. he is 45 years old. If I'm still alive, but I'll be if, like, if they if they get Aaron Rodgers, then maybe <laughs> maybe. No, but by the time he knows anything about football, Aaron Rodgers will be Zach uh, making, Wilson will be making, retiring. Yeah, he'll be making 70 million dollars a year in the booth with, <laughs> uh, you know. But uh, that's always a running gag that Dave's kids are Jets fans. I will continue that. I find it funny. I even think people on Chop Sports know what I'm doing. <laughs> you posted a picture of your kid. I saw like little green socks through the thing. I'm like. Ah, oh, the green is there. <laughs> I think your wife subliminally gets somehow give me a little green in there. Could have been St. Patty's Day, but it and of was, course I'm it looking, was in fact St. Patrick's okay, Day. And of course I'm looking. I'm looking. Well, I didn't, I didn't, matter, didn't matter to me. I saw green in the photo. Right. I just, you know, the funny thing is though, if you look at your background right now, oh yeah, nah, it's jet green. That's I, I actually love. I had something love, worked out. You can call it anything it you work. want, Dave. You love your kids so much. Your brain subconsciously knows yeah. it's all about J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, all right. Well, I'm great about your show. That's great. I always thought uh, you should uh, – you should. You know what? I'll give you advice. I think you should just stick to – like, don't ever stop doing that show um, because even if it's uh, not once a week, you get busy with your two or three other shows and your other content you have to provide. Uh, I think it's important that you keep your voice – Mm. going in other words like give it try to do 80 90 shows so you i just think it's oh, for sure. a way for for you to get plucked on another network someday or something like that so and that's nothing against chris he should do his own show too if he wants uh there's a dude there's something about two guys on a show and yourself is just different and i think you have the personality and the knowledge of sports and also 
now that you're a dad and life getting in the way, there's a bunch of crap you're going to be able to talk about. So that's yeah. cool. LFG, and you can get that. How do you, what's Everywhere. the official? Yeah. You can go on to Chop Sports uh, YouTube channel. It's, it's streaming there for video and, of course, Apple iTunes. And you it's know, Dave Sturt Show, LFG. And what's the proper? LFG with Dave Sturt Show. Okay, LFG so. with Dave Sturt Show. But, all right, so we got to get to Patreon. And let me tell you, talk about the Chad Curtis and the uh, and the Rich Bordy. Um, we are mired. We are mired in a slump here, Jay. Mm. Fans, we are now, we are definitely playing on the dirt infield at this point at, <laughs> with, with an aging Namath pre-trade to the Rams, uh, <laughs> rolling across the field, limping across, trying to hit Emerson Boozer uh, over the middle. Three people just drove off the road. Um, we are just stuck at 26. I don't know what to do. Fans are screaming. Uh, Joe Rogan's been quiet. He's, I heard him smiling. He's very relaxed. His people, there's no threat for Jimmy Plumbo this week, but I am going to try something on Facebook this week and just see if we can't make a run, ramble downfield inside the Miami Five on my Patreon. But that doesn't mean I don't have a strong Patreon following here, Jay. Of course, I got Alex Stetsena, my sister. Then I got Michael Demosi, big George Demo. My mom, my cousin Joey. I got Rob Pastor, Capasig, friend of mine. He's pissed off at Rutgers. We'll get to that in a second. James Kanowitz, the website guy. Can't get in touch with him. He's also got another cool website called Fletchcast. I mean, podcast called Fletchcast. Go check that out. If you're a fan of the movie Fletch and you're really into Chevy Chase, I think this is the only podcast in the world you should be He really He narrowed it down to that? Like, that's the niche? It's called the Fletchcast. It's all about Fletch. And he was able to get... When I tell you the, the wow. movie got screwed up by the pandemic, hmm. but let me tell you something. James Kanowitz's podcast, he got everyone involved with the movie, the, the writer, the director, the Warner Brothers knew Chevy of Chase? his podcast. I, I think the oh, he might, I don't know if he got Chevy might have been the only one, but like Warner Brothers was like sending him like when when, when a studio like Warner Brothers is aware of your podcast when a movie's yeah. coming out, I said to him, dude, I'm not really a huge fan of Fletch. I remember it as a kid. I said, but damn. You got specific and you mm-hmm. locked in. So if you're a fan of that world, uh, James Kanowitz, great, great pot. And it's well-produced, too. I, actually, you should listen to a few of them for 10 or 15. It's a, he did a great yeah. job. Anyway, um, my nephew, Jimmy Riccardi, my other nephew, John Henry Riccardi, who's currently in Paris. Um, my other nephew, Eric Palumbo, who I'm going to get to in very short about something big coming up. Michael Caprio, cornholelevel.com here in shape. My brother, Frank, Daryl Clark, Louisiana State, plus uh, the Saints. He struggles down there. He always sends me a nice note after the show. I guess it's to prove he's listening, or he just <laughs> lies and says he listens. Um, like I should see. Hey, Daryl, you're a jerk great off. Show, great show with Chris. Yeah, yeah. I should see. I'm, I should call, I'm going to call Daryl a jerk off. So when he texts me that he listened to the show, I can say, hey, why'd you call me a jerk off? There you anyway, go. Anyway, uh, Daryl, uh, down there in uh, Louisiana. Greg Casolino, Mike Shecky, I'm a Dolphin fan lawyer. Haven't heard from Shecky in a while since the Dolphins lost like the last eight out of nine. My friend Dave Ben, of course, 16 years, school with him. Everyone's favorite, number 17, Chop Sports' finest contributor, a, a author of uh, epic proportions, Mr. Pat Volkmer, who... <laughs> Uh, I don't think he sleeps. I read stuff about movies. I, I, right in the middle, one post was like talking about a movie, and in the middle of it, to, uh, he was talking about Tony Dorsett. So I don't know. Who he's, yeah, he'll he's be a, like, 
Did you see the whale? It kind of looked like Ezekiel Elliott in week 16. I was like, oh, my God. So Pat's the best. And he oh, yeah. he's, he's, drives every Cowboy fan nuts. He's a uh, rare breed. He's a rare breed, and he's a funny as hell, I think. And uh, he does know some shit, but um, he's big on Ezekiel getting cut. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll touch on that later. Bad Martin Walsack, Michael Deej, Janine Michaud of Absolute Deej. Eyewear fame. Deej. I mean, you meet your heroes, man. I met That's him it. two you weeks met Deej. ago. I know. That was like, you were, I was like, I was, Dave, he's, Bro, I like, snuck a picture of the glove. I don't know if anybody knows that. I didn't post no, it. No, I was no, like, oh, you got to post it. You should have posted that. It's hysterical. <laughs> I sent um, it. Listen, you'll, you'll find this funny. I sent that to my... One of my good friends, who is a huge fan of beer league, right? We always we grew up on beer league, right? So I sent him a picture and I said, "Guess where I am and guess who I'm with right now, All right? And he's like, "I don't know." This looks like a dressing room of some sort. I was like, "Jimmy's going live and Deej is here." And he's it's like, it's nice. "Get the fuck out of here!" I was like, "I know." <laughs> to, to sum it all up, my good friend Michael Deej, Alphonse in beer league, Alphonse. came. With his Italiano mitt, yep. and Dave, of course, no matter how much Dave, you know, you bust balls, he's he's an obnoxious fan of beer league. I, get, I can never get that man. out of his system. And so pops he, up every third who, day on my Facebook, like right. on this day, like watching beer league again, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> great. And so, who does he meet besides my fat ass backstage, who he already <laughs> met? Uh, he meets Alphonse backstage, and he was- Dave. If you ever want to know what Dave was like as an eleven-year-old kid, all you gotta do, all I gotta do, is get any uh, uh, someone in beer league near him, and he become. I thought he, he was, was gonna ask for his autograph. It was before, he, like, it, yeah, it was before he even. It was before I actually met him. He walked by me, and I shot you a text like, "Your teacher just walked by me." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, what are you doing? Come on back, and I'm like. Oh my God! It's like, there we go. If Beer League Two Amazing. is ever in the theaters, I know there's gonna be a line outside the door. And who will be first on line? Right here, right here, this guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I find that hysterical. And but Deej brought his Italiano mitt, and that was a riot. Anyway, uh, I love it. Janine uh, Michaud, Absolute Eyewear. Robin Achani Barna, my cousin John Henry Palumbo, Penn Stater. He enjoyed that little run they had. Greg Alperin, producer of Beer League Two. My nephew, Bobby Palumbo, my nephew, Tommy Palumbo, and Tyson Hogan, who nobody knows. That's the best. He's my favorite Patreon, but he has been the last Patreon. That, Mm. to me, is savage. How can we die at 26? Anyway, that's it. That's who it is. And, of course, everything here is brought to you by America's favorite sponsor here, Che, Absolute Eyewear, which is on 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326 eyes oh that was great that was, you look like a <laughs> shitty jeopardy guest right there 732-326-3937 craig and Janine, go check them out they're opticians they got everything over there um you know, if you mentioned uh chop sports or jimmy plumbo show it'll give you a little discount plus they'll probably bust your balls and and mock us out and all that stuff um and uh they get they do eye exams contacts everything's done on site uh the best thing about when you leave absolute eyewear okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get go ahead. What you is know, the best thing about leaving there? The best thing ever is not only you get the glasses, not only you get this customer service, but you don't feel like a jerk off. There you <laughs> so go. It works. And I think and listen, because every time me and Dave do one of our own podcasts, when we hang out, we we both feel like jerk off. But when <laughs> right. you leave absolute eyewear, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I got a nice pair of glasses at a good discount. I had some laughs with some nice people. I don't feel like a jerk off. I think that should be a running ad on cable. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I won the lottery, I would be, that would be the ad that runs every day mm. during the Nick game. Um, anyway, of course they have Ray-Ban coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, <laughs> Jimmy Choo, silhouette, Michael cause Vogue, 
Maui Jim Costa Del Mar and Charles Oakley shows up. Now, the reason why I let I let Dave do Jimmy Choo is because one day randomly, I believe at the Thanksgiving table, he just out of nowhere just started saying Jimmy Choo in the Bob Shepard voice. Yeah, I, I think I, somebody had a, a actual branded glasses, and I was just like, I was like, what brand is that? They're like, oh, it's Jimmy Choo. I'm like, Jimmy Choo. They're like, what'd you say? And I'm like. Never mind. Just pay no mind I, to I, me. I'm in my own mind right now. Uh, so, yeah, go check out Absolute Eyewear. <laughs> Good people. Good for the kids. All right. Now, a couple things that uh, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm closing out the Rutgers winter world. I think um, this, they didn't make the tournament. They got stuck in the NIT. <laughs> then they lose to Hofstra at home. Yeah. Now, Hofstra shot 61% from the floor. Uh, they didn't miss a free throw, and they hit all the, like, the last 11 shots of the game. So, um, But it's Hofstra. And that was, I, I predicted that on my show. Go back and listen. I said, I think they're going to lose to Hofstra. But the weird thing is, they actually, Rutgers played hard. They just got beat by a team that didn't miss, and it happens happens in the tournament as well. Um, but here's, here's an issue I have. Now, I know, Dave, you're a Rutgers fan, but you're not a – a diehard like I am. I'm not. A, I'm not um, a Jimmy Palumbo Rutgers fan. I do root right. for Rutgers because it's a home right. game. But here's what annoys me, and I went on the Facebook page, and they hate me on that page only because <laughs> I I'm tired of watching the NCAA tournament, the State University not there, right? And I got to watch last year the story of the world, St. Peter's, and then this year Princeton is in the Sweet 16, and then Seton Hall. 25 years ago, I was drinking with Artie Lang at, at, uh, at the uh, um, the old Spread Eagle with, uh, with the Olivers. Uh, uh, Seton Hall is, you know, in the final, all that different stuff. Uh, it seems like every year, some New Jersey school, not Rutgers, does something. Or the player who hits the winning shot, well, from Camden, New Jersey, here at Villanova or North. I I don't root against Princeton. I think it's a cool story. I get it. I, I the first, root for the first Ivy League school or like second you know Ivy what? League school since 71 to get this far. Okay. I get it's it. Crazy. Jason you know Garrett's what? alumni. But it's like much. all I'm hearing about is New Jersey's finest and New Jersey and New Jersey. I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's a huge university in the middle of the state. And I, I you know yeah, what? They stink. I, so. so I'm pissed. And I'm <laughs> pissed at that. And so I'm not mad at Princeton or FDU or anything like that. Um, but, I'm mad. it's like, why don't we, we – again, being a Knicks fan, the Knicks have been good for three and a half months now. It was two and a half. We added a month. And, and, and I feel like Rutgers was good for 11 games in the last four years. Um, I know they're better now, and I know all that stuff. And we got big-time recruits coming in. But I'm like, I'm tired of coming in. I feel like, as a Rutgers fan, I'm sitting at the dock, and everyone's like, dude, wait do you see the ships that are coming in. And I'm at the dock, and all of a sudden, like I see a little boat go by. Is that it? No, Daddy. It's you know that like, are you my mother? Books, Dave. Do you yeah, remember yeah, those? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you're reading them now. To you, sure, sure, sure. I, I feel like as a Rutgers fan, I am like, are are you are you the stars going to make us better? Are are you the coach that's going to make us oh, better? Oh, so so welcome to being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Well, Jimmy. That, listen, that's a different <laughs> kind of pain. But at least you had you had what I call Success, historical I hmm. historical. Uh, 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 you know, me growing up, the Cowboys were always good. 1996, a long time ago. I get it, but at least, mm. well, you know, it's hard to compare an NFL to like a cop. But yes, I get what you're saying. You, you've had plenty of pain. Not jet pain, but plenty of pain. 
But the Rutgers thing, all we do is like, wait. And then I got to read Rutgers just signs another defensive back coach this week. Crenshaw, he's making $1.9 million. That'll be the most from a defensive back coach in the Big Ten the next day. Rutgers just signed a trainer who is in charge of the uh, painting the lines. He's getting $1.4 million a year. I'm like, wait a minute. All I'm reading about is coaches' salaries, and we never win games in football. So I am so down on RU, but that's what it is. I got the disease. Right now it's just in remission. Mm. And right around August 8th, I'll read one article in the Star Ledger. It'll say, like, Rutgers Phenom was five for five in the passing drill. And I'll be immediately You're not You're not going to get into the uh, the spring game? Isn't there a spring uh, game? Comes I, I'll up? watch a little bit on Big Ten, but that spring game's a joke. I, I hate all those inner things, but I'll watch it. I'll watch that, but I probably will. Maybe I'll comment. But, um, you know, you speaking, know of Rutgers, speaking of Rutgers, have you seen who's doing very, very well in the XFL? No, I have not. So educate me. Of the San Antonio Brahmas has a sack in basically every game so far, Mr. Mike Tverdoff. Really? Uh, doing very well. He's doing very well over yeah, there. The X, I watched a little bit of the XFL the other day. It's fun. Um, it's football. Whatever. I, it's football, but like, you know what I can't? It's, it, it's like a bad bowl game <laughs> that Rutgers doesn't get into. And, you know, there's like, you know, 3,000 fans there, but the announcers treat it like, you know, but I, I always, I think. I'm going to go on a tangent here. I think the XFL should have better players. Like, well, it's basically the Rock, who owns it now, is the one who pitched the uh, the the league as like the 53rd player, meaning like the guy that was just right there on the NFL roster right. but got cut. So that's a bunch of league wide 53, the 53rd player of most teams, and some of these guys do wind up with an NFL team. This is a I, I guess it was that, you know I watched some of the. Yeah, listen, my algorithm was uh, uh, about four and a half minutes of total XFL watching, but I uh, I think some of the quarterbacks suck. Like, the quarterbacks should be better. Anyway, XFL is another thing, but it's football. God bless. Put it on. Um, you know, it's it's not like it's a WNBA or any Oof, of those other sports. Yikes. Um, I don't know if you ever heard Bill Burr's uh, bit on that. It's one of my favorite bits of Nobody's all Nobody's watching. Right. That's why. Anyway. Where are you coming out to this? Bring your signs. Bring your that signs. Be- Nobody's there. To me, it would be like me going, Dave. I don't, I don't understand why Joe Rogan makes as much money, more money than I do on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Why, Dave? You explain to me why Joe Rogan makes more money than me, Dave. Why? It's ridiculous, right? I'm right. a good guy. I'm nice, right? Why does right. he make more money? Super nice guy. Somebody said something about downloads or eyeballs. I don't know. Bottom line is, why does Joe Rogan make more money than me? I don't understand it. Um, anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, but everybody hates me on this Facebook page. I'm like, finally, I said, there's got to be one guy here. And next thing you know, I got all the, I agree, Jimmy, I'm throwing my shit at the television. Anyway. Are you um, like the Randy Quaid of the group? Just yeah, like, it's like oh, this is bad. You know, like, I, why, I don't care about FDU. Trucks, back them up. <laughs> uh, hmm. Anyway, uh, that's it on Rutgers. Uh, Knicks, of course, uh, the Knicks, are, they lost last night. I thought they won. I misread hmm. it this morning. Uh Randall, of course, scored 170 points. They lost by four points. Right, but I know right away. I should have saw that first. I would have known they lost. Um, <laughs> the Knicks are, you know, listen. I think the Knicks are going to be fun. The Knicks are just going to be this generic playoff team, and we have to just watch see how they do. There's no if you start to break it down, it gets very negative. But like, you know what? I'm going to watch the, the Knicks prob- in the playoffs. And the enjoy problem it. is they're going to wind up as the fifth because they couldn't catch the fourth. The fourth is Cleveland. They'll be the fifth, which will play Cleveland in first round. And Cleveland's going to treat us like Atlanta did, where 
two years ago. Remember when we had that 15 minutes of fun? Right. Um, so Atlanta being Trey Young just was like Reggie Miller reincarnated all of a sudden. So now right. it's Donovan Mitchell, the guy that the Knicks tried to get. Yeah, he's going to be all fired up. He's going to go to the guard and drop 55. <laughs> it's just yeah, going to be, it's it's gonna gonna be, be a mess. I know. But there's it, a little part of me that says, yeah, Cleveland's all right. <laughs> like, I think they can run with him. I, you too, know, my but, counterpart, Chris, thinks there's no shot now. Right. So. Well, listen, uh, listen by the way, Chris, you know, if, if only Chris were on the show, we could get his opinion right there. <laughs> anyway, is Chris in the Is he there right now or no? No, no. Chris had to oh, go okay. uh, follow-up appointment with his right. uh, blah, 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 um, whatever the hell. What else do I got to say? Okay, Yankees, uh, real quick. Volpe, I just want to see this guy play now. I, I, I don't. I, so what? Like so, April and May we start a rookie. If he shits the bed, send him back down. That's and get the a problem, sleep. though, man. They can get ruined real quick. They can get I, humbled, and it just it might not look. Um, it, it might not be good for their careers. Same thing with Dominguez. The guy's knocking the crap out of the ball, but like if you bring this guy up and he's knocking the crap out of a ball that's going about 93, 94, wait until somebody throws 99, 100 at him and it might just ruin everything. So that's why I don't listen for me. I don't like taking our time. If these guys are ready, get them up to the majors, let them play. But a lot of these guys, they have the same thought process of, of others I, saying like they'll get ruined. I get that. But yeah. you know what, you know what, Dave, you know what it is though? Again, get off my lawn kind of thing. And I'm um, with you right now. It's Mike vote, uh, vote, whatever his name is, uh, um, uh, Volpe. And, but you know what? It, if he shits the bed, by the time he does, it'll be what two years from now, maybe, right? There'll be another guy, Mamares, and we're gonna be like all excited about him. And like, I can name if I if we researched it, there's been about twenty players in the last twenty years that like, hey, this guy, oh, hey, oh. Do you remember? Hey. Do you remember when that we wouldn't trade away the killer bees, and that was uh, that was Benuelos, and that was Betances, and then we wound up trading, we wound up calling up Betances. Benuelos went off to. Greener passion, but like, yeah, it's a dime. So, it does, so like, I that's why I say play the kid. You, I, hitting I if you get hit or not, if you, it's not the best defender. Uh, that's fine. Anyway, I just want to see the kid. World Baseball Classic. We'll move on to that real quick. Uh, U.S. Japan. I could care less about the World Baseball Classic. I know. I don't understand this. If I was paying a guy twenty five million dollars a year, um, I would be like, oh no, you can't do that. Well, you might as well go skiing, or or you might as well go. Uh, uh, a shark hunting uh, on a, on a rowboat. I uh, that's I know they have very, insurance, but yeah, and the Mets don't have to pay. Uh, the Mets don't have to pay Edwin Diaz. But if you're a Mets fan, yeah, and they're insurance, they have insurance out on it though. Correct. That was the but deal, it, right? But like you know, listen, anybody who's ever tried to get an insurance claim, you know how it starts out. They <laughs> yeah. start going, "Well, when was the time of the injury?" Well, it's right. Diaz was on ESPN. Okay, now when he landed on his left knee, was there any player nearby? You know, it's going to be like. So say it Diaz sucks, makes man. $25 million a year, the insurance company says, well, based on our thing, we're, My, the Mets listen. are going to get $80 for Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> and change. I, I got a lot of Mets fans, friends within whether Chop Sports people or my dad and my my bonus mom, Barry. They're all Mets fans, right? They love the Mets. And like to see this happen to them, it's like, it's, yeah, it's for me, thing. it sucks. It's like a gut punch. It's it like, does, oh, it by the way, you no longer have your closer and it's March. And I'm like, oh my uh, God. Brutal. I was Horrible. hoping, you know what I was looking forward to, to me? Because everybody forgets Diaz not too long ago wasn't any good. And all of a sudden he became Mariano Rivera. He came over he, in that trade. Um, right. with, he, I think the Cano deal, I think. He met, he met the devil outside of Penn Station and he signed a deal. And next thing you know, he's the best reliever ever. Uh, one year and he really, statistically, he really could prove that. 
And then all of a sudden he get. I wanted him to. I would have been funnier to to bust Mets balls if like. And Diaz has given up four runs here. The end. Kind of what happened with us with Chapman, right? I mean, right. The people are like, it's, "Oh, it's, what yeah, happened to him?" It's funnier. It's more. It's better for talk radio. But just for I hate when a good player gets hurt. Mm-hmm. I love when a good player shits the bed. It gives us more stuff to talk about. That's a whole other ball. Yeah, game, injuries right? like you know, it's like Billy Sims on the Lions, like. He, he, we might have been talking about him as the greatest running back ever, but you know what? He blew out his knee during a time where they actually cut your knee off and sewed it back on. <laughs> right. And so he's out for, you know, injuries, is just, it sucks. Uh, but in this world baseball classic, when they look like they're at Sobin Field in Colonial Little League uniforms, uh, uh, you know, uh, Morrow Motors is sponsored by, wow, you know, Morrow Motors. and uh, <laughs> yeah, again, drive off the road moments. Taking me back. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I just don't get it. Uh, it's injuries. The game looks. Uh, I think Altuve even got hurt. I don't know yeah, he did too. Nemo Nemo banged up his knee. Like, yeah, look, Judge, Judge came out. Judge came out straight up. Said, "I, I, I I'm making too much money. I can't do that. Like, I'm sorry. I, I care I about agree. my. You know, he came out and said, like, oh, I, I care about the Yankees. But at the, the end of the day, it's like." I don't want to get her playing Venezuela in round two. Right. You know what I mean? it's like, and nobody's it's watching it. I'm, I'm watching an FDU game and a score I on think, the bottom. I Japan think, just beat a- a- Antarctica 6 4. <laughs> Antarctica frozen. And, uh, and I, a frozen I, tundra up there. I tell you what, five and two they, they, definitely have, they definitely have more eyes on it this year than years before. I think that a lot of people are invested in it, but it's like it does take the wind right out of the sail when something happens like that. Right. And you're like, I'm like, pull the plug, get everybody out of there. Higashioka, get out of the lineup. You know, so it's like, yeah, well, why can't we send all? I think the world baseball leaguers. would be send all the minor leaguers. Like, I, you know, I agree. Except I agree. for Volpe. Except I mean, for, no, we'll send everybody. No, send those guys. <laughs> then I might watch it. Like, let me see yeah. all these Yankee guys. Are, uh, all, because they'd be, you got to remember, it wouldn't be just the, the Yankee players. If you're a Met or Yankee fan, your players would be scattered amongst the mm-hmm. 30 countries or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, of course. That is sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. CornholeLevel.com. Now, Dave, you're a big fan of Cornhole. I am. You, would you ever have a barbecue and set up some boards in the back, and suddenly your friends come over and they realize you have a shitty setup in the back? I've the left, boards are not I've left level. parties, Jimmy. I've left parties you when the boards weren't that. level. So what do you do? You run out to your car. Mm-hmm. You come back, and you come out with this fine little gadget right here, Dave. It's called... The cornhole leveler. There it is. You go to and fro, and that little dot gets in the middle, and you got a perfect cornhole board. Mm-hmm. Like, you imagine, like, like, listen, me and you are, you know, we don't play cornhole, but if we did for like 25 minutes, we'd be ranked. And we threw the ball in the air, <laughs> and it slid off right away. You'd be like, dude, that's not the right level. Right. And we would get our thing out. That's why for 1995, with 20% off Chop Sports or JP Show, you get a cornholelevel.com. Go check it out. My second second baseman, Mike Caprio. Um, they're cool stuff. Perfect gag gift. Perfect summer gift. I think they should be all over everyone's beach house down in Delmar and Manasquan. You got to have these things. It's a classic 20-minute jerk-off conversation trying to level out your board with this thing, and you're going to get a kick out of it. Go check it out. Cornholelevel.com. Here. The only mistake you made, the only mistake you made right there is say that I had to run out to my car and get it. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is in my it. pocket. It's in your pocket. I, yeah, I, I have it. it. I'm equipped every keeps time. It. Matter of fact, when you post <laughs> pictures of your kids, I notice like hanging off their little pants at a little cornhole level. That's, yeah, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, it's good for <laughs> you. Make sure your kids are walking properly. You want to keep them, you know, <laughs> on the up and up. 
And by the way, I think in the future he's going to be all. And I'm not making this up. He showed me a few of them. They're going to be like Rutgers, Penn State, Jets. He's signing agreements, which oh yeah, right away that's a perfect jerk off. Like like you're not going to get the Cowboy one. That, matter of fact, I can hurry. That's twenty dollars shot in the ass. Like oh, you got to have right. it. Just, yeah, so it's going to be on my desk every day. Yeah, just, I'll have. I, I'm just going to level mine everything. Look just like this with a big R in the middle of it, which would be. Funny. I'm just going to start walking around the office, see what else I can level. Yeah, just like, just, level it up. <laughs> you know what? You know what's going to happen? There's going to be big producers saying. You know, we were going to use Chop Sports as a studio, but everything was on an angle. The microphones were on an angle wrong. The desks were angled wrong. That would, You know what? That should be the commercial. You walk into an office and everything is on a perfect Crooked, angle. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have Scott Norwood as the uh, sponsor. <laughs> <on there. laughs> Do I know about right angles? There. there you go. Here, that's Shay. Anyway, um, so this weekend um, – I am going away uh, for my nephew's bachelor party. Oh, where are we going? And, uh, I thought we were just going to Breathless and kill three hours. But <laughs> instead, um, you know, with RJ's being closed and uh, Cheek's just not the kind of place you want to go to anymore. Uh, and Bada Bing's has changed. No, uh, I am going to Park City, Utah with him and his friends and my brother. My brother was kind enough to uh, kind of. Uh, chauffeur everyone over Park City, Utah. And he didn't even bother asking me. That's kind of messed up. Right. Yes. I, I I said to him, I said, Frank, is there any budget for the Chop Sports guys? I did, he didn't text me back. Forget Chris. <laughs> Just the one well, Chop Sports guy. Well, that's the problem. My brother said, Jimmy, what do I do if I put Chris's name on the on the plane ticket? And then all of a sudden, Dave Sturgeon's on there. It might be a problem mm. at the gate. Mm. And right. the media will be there. And uh, Paparazzi. You know, so, you that. And you'll be doing your podcast live from in some jail cell at <laughs> Newark Airport because uh, – uh, Chris Gucci is banged up, but no, I'm going skiing. And here's the crazy thing. Now I got my equipment and, I, and I'm a good skier. I've been skiing since I'm five. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I was a good skier. Now I'm just an aging guy going up and down, but I love the après ski. I want to see my nephew and his buddies and uh, my uh, brother-in-law I'll be flying out with. And, uh, but like my brother made a couple of decisions. I want to run by you. I'm getting there Thursday. He's getting there Wednesday. Cause on Thursday, they're going helicopter skiing. And not only was I, I wasn't even asked. I said, whoa, you know, hell, what's going on there? He goes, nah, we, me, me and my, me and my, and my nephew just decided, oh, Uncle Jimmy, he can't helicopter ski. Like, I was denied access. So is it, even, is it exactly what it sounds like? Do you jump you out get, of a helicopter? You get in a helicopter. Oh, God. You fly to a mountain that's not part of the ski area. Oh, jeez. And then oh. you ski down to the bottom. And then you, get in the helicopter and he flies you back up to the top and you go up and down six or seven times. Now ah. I find it hysterical in the age of Kobe Bryant. Why well, anybody would get in a helicopter. Very true. Number two, there's been a lot of snow out West and I'm like, Frank, what about like a, 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 a avalanches? And like, of course I'm not going in a helicopter to go skiing. And plus I'm fat, old and ruddy. I, I'll be cold. And this is like, you know, and then I'm like, wait, but who else is going? I'm just as good as skiers. Like I'm, I should be on the starting lineup. I'm just choosing to pull a Chris Gucci and not arrive on time <laughs> at the flight. But I, I, then I, so then I realized, so I'll be skiing there, which would be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I just hope they're safe and sound. By the time I land, I want to text everybody and be like, are we done with the helicopter thing over there? Um, helicopter skiing is for those creepy people. You know, here's a rule of life. <laughs> I think it's important, Dave. I'm really uh -huh. speaking to your kids now. Mm. If you have to discuss before you put your skis on, if the guide has to give you a beeper in your pocket in case you get lost in the snow, 
You shouldn't be doing that event. Do you understand what I'm saying? That? So I like, wholeheartedly agree. When, when Miles is 22 and he says, yeah, dad, I'm going up skiing in a helicopter. I've got these pagers in my pocket in case I'm under 15 feet of snow and they need <laughs> to find me eight days later. Uh, uh, I think odds are Dave and his lovely wife are going to be like, mm. hey, you know what? You sure you should be doing that, son? Uh, not, that's something no. you do without telling anybody. Uh, I hope they're okay. My brother's going to kill me for talking about this. Uh, I just think it's nuts. Helicopter, that's not what yeah, we do. Yeah, that's, that's no, not like, a... I, does anybody from New Jersey helicopter ski? Like, right? It's, yeah. it's not a Jersey thing. No. I go to Camp Corps. The helicopter is bigger than the mountain. Yeah, The mountain wants to get in the helicopter. I've never been in a helicopter, let alone put skis on my feet. Yeah, neither so. have I. It sounds, it sounds awful. And, you know, uh, anyway, um, but hopefully they'll have fun and we'll have fun. Should be good, clean fun. I got to find my equipment, which I bought. I got new equipment, which and <laughs> you know said? Sure to, make sure you use your uh, your big gorilla condoms as ski pants. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Great joke. Of course, hey, Dave is hey. just bringing up my hey. material here. Hey, uh, the big big King Kong Magnum, uh, which go check out my uh, – well, I'm going to be posting some stuff from the show, which was videotaped, by the way. Hey. And I know Dave – I'll make sure Dave just gets – Deej's introduction so he can watch it before he goes to bed or with a nice glass of wine after a hard right. day's work. What are you doing now? Ah, I'm just watching Deej introduce you. <laughs> uh, I got Joe Sinecore checking in, Robin Achani checking in, Bob Sheeha, who was at the show, all checking in here live. Also, Larry Melrose Green checking in, clearly trying to cling on to the Howard Stern fan base. I met you a thousand years ago. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> Larry, you're still trying to get to Artie, are you? It's like, you know, I'm surprised you're not going to show trying to use you, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. trying to get me. Hey, Larry, no one's ever done that. Try to get to Artie through me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anyway, Artie's doing all right. Hopefully, uh, he'll be back soon. Um, so, yeah, I'm helicopter skiing. Now, you know, we, um, of course, I want to talk about something. I, one of my sponsors is Chasing Miracles. And I guess in many ways, uh, Dave Sturcho and Chris, they're chasing miracles, trying to launch this chop sports media and growing it and, you know, uh, and the ups and downs of that. And plus I've been doing showbiz for a long time, but go to chasingmiracles.com. Why? Because they have these hydration packs where you put in water and it gives you over 70 trace minerals into your water, increasing strength, stamina, and overall good health. I will be doing them as I head to Park City, Utah, because I'll be uh, having trouble breathing in the high altitude because nobody can breathe out West. Uh, which is why none of the teams win there. And um, check this stuff out. You got to talk to Tommy and Donna, chasingmiracles.com. They got all kinds of products you want to check out. And they uh, they really believe in this hydration thing. And I've read some stuff about it uh, with al alkalinity and all that stuff. Uh, Chris uses it. You could also use it to put in your plants and gardening. It's really cool stuff, interesting stuff. Chasingmiracles.com. And I bring that up because speaking of chasing miracles, you know, we were watching the Oscars and I know you're you're in the middle of your own chasing a miracle uh -huh. um and um you uh you know some of the speeches that went on at the oscars you know were people that uh, you know and i mentioned it last week a little bit but some of them you know were really people that you know had a long that they were in the business you know i guess like me and i related to a lot of the speeches in terms of the struggle and almost quitting and the way they thanked their families and their parents, if they were still alive or even the ones that dead, they thanked them. I was really blown away by that because it, it's, it was very, um, uh, you know, I started to realize like, you know, I'm in this thing 34 years and you've been doing this chop sports thing for three. And um, you know, it's a lot of people sometimes, 
and I'm sure this happens to you, you know, all your social media posts. Ah, oh, you know, you're doing really great. You're doing really great. And you got to say, yeah, I'm hanging in there, you know. But, like, people don't realize, man, like, it's tough, man. You know, I'm, you know, a guy, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll let you speak in a second. But, you know, uh, 57 years old, I, you know, my first TV show is in 95, you know, Spin City. Um, uh, people don't even remember that show. Michael J, you know, uh, of course you do. But, uh <laughs> everything beer league but no you know the the and it listen there in the beginning it was exciting i am blessed that my parents um you know they uh, they let me do it i guess now i'm sure my parents had reservations man because i was working at microsoft and i quit microsoft in 1990 or 91 get no yeah 91 and i started subbing at warbridge high school in 92 um to go into this business of show with Artie Lang uh, by my side. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, everything's awesome. Uh, you know, you, you, oh, I got an audition through backstage. Or I met this lady who says she's in casting. Or I met this chick who has a headshot, too. And we got our headshots by photos by Larry. And, you know, you start booking stuff. And I guess um, I did very well in the non-revenue generating bookings early on. So in, in, in the games that didn't count, I got hits. And then people saw that and said, well, if he can hit there, he can hit in the big leagues. And then I guess I, I always auditioned well. And I think I did well on most of the shows I did in the beginning. But, you know, time goes on. You don't realize, yeah, I have 120 bookings, but you're talking 33 years, you know, of, of the toil. And, you know, uh, I always love people like sometimes with social media. Oh, Jimmy, it seems like you're doing so well doing shows on Avenue. I'm like, yeah, Avenue was great. That was two days. <laughs> and. Avenel's not there anymore, and I'm here from my shitty kitchen studios doing a podcast. But it, it, the, the drain of it, and as you get older, you have certain auditions. You know, I had a couple of really big auditions about 10 days ago uh, for some pilot stuff, stuff that I'm right for, with producers that have hired me before, with shows, you know, um, aging, uh, a 57-year-old uh, uh, detective, uh, you know, I mean, where it is me. Uh, you know, it's Johnny Trino reincarnated as a detective. Uh, and then you don't hear anything. And of course, nowadays, you know, you're not, you don't go to the audition. You don't see Dave Sturcho and Chris Gucci there. Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm in my kitchen doing the same thing I'm doing right now. I'm like, uh, Jimmy Palumbo, Henderson Hogan, artists. And I do my scene and then I send it out to the great white world uh, into a casting vacuum which anybody in the world can do. You don't get the feedback you want. You, um, uh, and, 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 you know, it, it becomes not a grind. A grind is when you have 10 auditions a week and you're striking out the, the auditions all come and you really start to doubt. Um, and, you know, I started thinking about some of those speeches, like what would I say? And I'm sure actors do this. Everybody does, I guess. Uh, you think about like, wow, what would I say? And obviously I would thank my, my family and my, especially my mom and dad and brother and sister and all that. But there was so many little people along the way that got you in. And then you start, you know, uh, you start saying to yourself like, wow, like, should, did I, did I stay, did I stay at Oliver's too long here? Did I, you know, am I, am I at Packy's and it's 10 to three and it's, uh, you know, a daylight savings night where the clocks are being turned back and that like, and you say, you know, and then then you look at someone sitting in a cubicle who never gave it a shot, you know, and they're like, dude, you know, I never gave it a shot. I wanted to be a, a rock band or artist or whatever the hell bullshit thing anybody wants to do. 
uh, cool thing, not a bullshit thing, a cool thing. And then I say, yeah, but on Friday, do you get like something, a little direct deposit that comes to your paycheck? And do you have like structure where you, you know, you get money every week and 401ks and, 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 uh, you know, structure. And whereas in this world, and I know you're in it too, that's why I'm having this conversation. Uh, it, it really, you know, you, you start to, you start to self-doubt yourself sometimes. Every decision you make, like, you know, whether should I go to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? Ah, Starbucks, ah, it's too dark. I like my, all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm just getting coffee here. Like you start to question, am I funny? Uh, my stand-up bit, should I do this bit? Like, why should I do that bit? And then you start listening to your, your colleagues and they mean well. I mean, you've given me advice. I've given you advice about, hey, Jimmy, do this that way. Or Dave, why are you guys doing it that way? I just gave you advice before about the LFG show. And it's like, you know, after a while, you really, um, it, it, I know then you got family life and then wives and or ex-wives now and, uh, and it's your children. And, you know, um, a lot of times hustle doesn't count in showbiz. Um, you know, uh, the guy getting up at 6 a.m. with the Rocky music, drinking the eggs, and he goes nine for nine in the, in the exhibition game in front of all the scouts, and he thinks, oh, well, I got up at, not, at 7 a.m., and I, I drank the eggs, and I ran up the steps, and then I went nine for nine. And then a guy who's six foot six gets called up, who was one for ten, but he hit, like, he look, they think they want power, and next thing you know, you don't wake up at 6 a.m. the next day because you don't feel mm -hmm. like it. And I was like, I drank the eggs and shit, you know. Uh, and it's a really a grind. Um, it's hard to look back and say, well, does what, what I've done mean anything? And, and do I still have, a, in other words, I still get, you know, what's the future hold? And it's, it's tough. And I'm not saying this doesn't go on for fortune 500 company guys who get lost in that triangle of like squeeze and, you know, banks closing and divisions closing. It does happen. But you have a you have a skill set that you can work somewhere else, perhaps. Whereas showbiz, that little passion we all have for it, that's hard to, uh, you know, uh, squelch. You know, when you start really uh, doubting yourself um, a little bit, and I'm not saying I'm down on myself. That's not what it is. It's just I, I when I was watching the Oscars, I'm like, man, I am as far away from those Oscars as I possibly could be now. If I had a big movie coming out, you know, uh, I'd be like, oh, you never know. Yeah, cheap face hit, double down the line, Palumbo, eh, you know. But there's just, it, you feel so far away and you also feel like they're all, everyone there is so much better than you. And then you listen to some of their speeches and you're like, you know what? He's just saying, he's in a weird way. That guy just said, hey, I was batting 210 too. And then I, 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 I hit a big double off the wall. And then, you know, Judge got up, hit a three-run home run, and I'm dancing with him with champagne in the clubhouse. Um, and it's it's inspiring and depressing and, you know, all wrapped up in one. I, you know, I know you, you're involved with Chop Sports, constantly trying to build it. Uh, you know, and I know you can relate to what I'm saying. You're not – you're younger than me, but you're not 22 either. And no. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a boxing match that goes on beyond 15 rounds, you know. I mean, the whole the whole reason why I went into business for myself was because I was denied since 2006. You know, when you get out of college and you go to broadcasting school and you want to be the next Stern or the next Mike Francesa or whoever, you know, whoever your your idols are. Not Francesa was never my idol, but you know what I mean? Like his stardom. Right, sure. 
um you know I, I was being told no by a lot of people and you would try to tell yourself like well i know i'm better than that guy and i know i'm better than that guy and i can spit and i got the gift of gab and all this stuff right and self-doubt was huge in this entire thing but sure it wasn't until um it was the brooklyn nets thing that kind of set me over the top where like they told me i was about to get the job as the voice of the brooklyn nets and i hate the nets but I was like, I'm all in here. You know, this would be fun. I would be the voice of the Nets. And they told me I had the job. And then they came out and said, well, the guy from the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's done the Olympics. And he just stepped down from his job. So uh, thank you for the whole tryout process. And we're sorry we told you one thing. And then here's the <sighs> other. And you just get slammed. Like that door just – it doesn't shut gently. It slams. And then, like, you had the Somerset Patriots thing. And, like, you were having fun. But at the same time, you feel unfulfilled. And so many people have told me no over the course of my entire life that I was tired of it. And I just said, I'm just going to say yes to myself, you know, and, and, and put the work in. And when I look at somebody like you, I do admire the, the grind that you started with as a, at a young age. And I look at it now where like, yeah, the Avenel stuff might feel like, you know, very cool on the on the on the front of, of, of Avenel, New Jersey. Right. But like I look at certain actors that I really, really admire, like the De Niro's and the, and the Bruce Willis's and the, and those guys. And I'm like, sure. They had these great hits at this age, but then like they hit grand slams at the age of 60 and 65. You know what I'm saying? So like, I look at you and like, Hey, Chris, Chris is hard to crack. Like you can't get him to, to laugh at, at anything, but like when you talk and I, Listen, there's no reason I would go to your stand-up to right. say, like, oh, I'm supporting Jimmy. I'm going because you're a funny dude, and I know I'm going there for laughs. So, like, right. now, the game I, ain't passing you by. But I, 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 and I, I listen, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, uh, and I wasn't looking for a, hey, Jimmy, no, you're no, great. No, you're I, it, it's just really the, you know, uh, uh, the, the daily ground of anybody pursuing a passion. Um, and, 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 you know, a lot of times when you have no success, then you could say, hey, I tried it. I had no success. You know, I gave it a shot. Now I'm, now I'm doing something else. The, the bigger problem, I think, for someone like me uh, is like I didn't have no success. <laughs> In no. other words, I always feel like I'm the unhealthy cat on the stoop where the owner leaves just enough milk so I'm unhealthy at the stoop. Whether as I look over at the next stoop and there's just a dried out milk bowl and the cat's been dead for 15 <laughs> years, you don't even see the cat anymore. And there's like, I get the feeling people walk by going, Oh, look at that fucking cat. Why don't the lady feed that cat more? And actually, you know, 10 years go by. Hey, that cat's still there. The well, lady, you know, so there's a, you know, all of a sudden. Being, I'm, like, you, you know, I, I, I'm sure your parents just said like, oh, wait, you have a job at Microsoft. Don't don't do this. That's ridiculous. I said, like when I became in 2012, when I became a professional wrestler, my, my dad was like, are you you're 20? Are you kidding right now? But at the same time, he was in the front row first couple right. shows you yeah, know what my, i mean he oh, was my there family's been, uh, and, and the support will always be there and and sometimes there are guys like in that line of work where i i go into a rawway show just this past saturday and i see somebody who i've seen growing up just they don't know when it's over and i'm just like right. dude like you, you could barely walk how are you gonna wrestle you know what i mean like so right. i look at those guys and i'm like take them out to the back of the shed and, and tell them it's it's over. It's over, you know. But like well, in, in your line of work, with the new ways of doing things, I'm talking animation, I'm talking CGI, I'm talking everything with your voice and the gift of gab. Like your line of work, you can keep going until you're fucking well, eighty. <laughs> like, yeah, well, again, again, on the stoop with a little bit of milk. The the but you're still there. I'm still on the stoop. I know, but after a while, it starts to like 
you know, uh, uh, sour milk. <laughs> people, you know, people start leaving crackers on the stoop. Uh, you know, it's it, it, um, it, it's just uh, it, it's it's not that it's frustrating. It's just like I remember a, a guy years ago told me something. An older actor said, you know, Jimmy, you got to know, you know, uh, these people, the kids starting out, you got to know when to get into showbiz. You got to know when you got to go all in. He goes, but more importantly, you got to know when to get out. And I say sometimes, uh, and I think this is something, you know, even some guy who opens up a florist in town, like, mm. when do you get out? When do you get out? And it's something, like I said, during these award season and these shows and all this stuff that you realize like, wow, there's some people in there still plugging away. Then I realized that so many of my, where is the, the, the my, 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 the first year of showbiz when me and Artie were going to these casting offices. Uh, if I had a photograph of everybody in that room, where they all go? Uh, some of them left the biz. Some of them are stars. Uh, some of them are, I don't know what happened to them. And you say to yourself, should I have been the guy who, you know, uh, it's just, so when you listen to these speeches, you know, they're inspiring, but it's like, yeah, oh, man. Uh, well, well, riddle me this real quick. Riddle me this, because I, I truly don't know, and you know these guys better than I do. The guy that was in the Goonies who won that big award, right? right? right. What is well, he, he was the little kid also in the uh, sure. Uh, dun, 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 what the, yeah, Indiana uh, Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, fifty dollar bill. Right, I remember. Right. <laughs> but like, what did he do between then and getting this award? Why don't you go go on IMDb? Right, nothing. You're going to see a lot of base hits. You're gonna see a lot of like bunt singles. You're gonna see a lot of, sudden, of nothing. Fucking Oscars making a speech. I know. I so know. It, but to me, I, that would be ultra inspiring. To it say, was. Like, Holy shit! It was very much so, and it was also that's why I got annoyed a little bit. Uh, not to be uh, getting to a political thing with the, some of the uh, Asian and uh, Korean and Japanese stars that won awards. Oh, finally, we're able to do this. I'm like, well, you know, um, yes, it was a Korean, like, but like you what you've done is incredible. You should, instead of talking about, Hey, I'm, I'm Asian or Korean. It's like, no, you, you just won an Academy award for yeah. doing really good work. That's and your peers voted you, right. you know, um, it's like, you know, uh, uh, I feel like if I win the Academy award right now, like say five years from now, I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm Irish. I'm Italian. I'm white from New Jersey. We can do it. We yeah, can do right. it. We can do exactly. it. It's 1975. Now that'll sound like, and I'll be, I'll be shot off the stage, uh, you know, and I'll be back in my shitty kitchen studios doing the podcast. <laughs> but you know, but things like, and then of course, in this world of content, content, you know, I'm going to be working with Joe Matteris, uh, shooting these things. Uh, he hired me to do a little bit, but like again, you get into that non-revenue generating thing, and then you, 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 after a while, you're like, Whew, is this what I should be doing? Is this, is this the Rocky working out, drinking the eggs, or mm. am I eating raw eggs? I'll be throwing up on the side of the road in in ten minutes. Um, I think it, I think you'll know. I think you'll know, like when that day comes when you're like you're doing an audition, you're looking around like Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Right. You'll know. But I think if you keep getting them like you've been getting them, I, I, I think still, there's... I still I don't get as many auditions as I want, well, um, and there's uh, reasons for that. You know, getting older and the characters on TV sure. are younger and all that. Hey, what was that? What was that one you posted yesterday? Where there was the girl from uh, Bridesmaids? What was her name? Um, oh, uh, what show was that? That was a movie. Oh my God. They changed the title of it. So oh, okay. I'm not sounding like a jerk off uh, that I don't know it. I was just uh, curious, she was really cool. Uh, yeah. And by the way, very, very pretty in person. She's a, I call her one of those tween girls. You see her on one photo. You're like, yeah, she's not that pretty. Still like, hey, she's not like in person. She was a doll. Mm. Uh, really not that being good looking has anything to do with her. Talent. She's also uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> well, now, listen, I look like, a, you know, I look like Steve Balboni reincarnated here on the audition. <laughs> Um, you know, 
But I every time I have an audition, I always feel like when the casting director's watching it, I feel like a, a dad up in the stands in the upper deck on a Sunday, 95 degree day, and his dad's and here, here comes Jimmy Palumbo, and his son's like, Dad, who's that? I don't know him. He's, he's not, not, not that's not Aaron Judge. And the dad's like, That's Jimmy Palumbo. He's been around there. I was like, like, and the son's like, well, Dad, I didn't realize he has 1,700 hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, Four line all famer too. Yeah, he played, uh, you played, know, he played with the Mariners. Keeping him out. <laughs> yeah, he played with the Mariners. Oh, look at that! He played with the O's. He played mm. with you know, and then you find out he played with the Expos, who are no longer in existence. <laughs> so you, you have to explain to yourself. And then I casually, you know, down seven to one, slap a base hit, and all of a sudden mm. I'm on first base, and I get taken out of the game. Fans, you get that spattering of applause, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's it. Seventeen forty-five, <laughs> uh, just two hundred hits away from two thousand. You're like Mister. You're like you ever see Bernie Max, Mister Three Thousand. Yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Just comes out, needs one or two yeah, hits. Like, one or two hits. And then, of course, he strikes out. Like, this guy stinks. He's been in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, getting back to the beginning of the show, I am Rich Bordy. Uh, you know? <laughs> it all comes back. I mean, circle. the good, you know what the good news is? The good news is I'm not Chad Curtis or, or Wetland. I mean, this that's is all true. I got you've, been a, you've been a squeaky clean guy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, it's just, I don't know why. I, I didn't mean to go, uh, deep on anybody but i was just i realized last week i wanted to talk about it more and this week's been a crazy week for me so uh i just started thinking about like wow like you know and i know you know you guys with your chop sports which i'm sure there's days where you're feeling awesome and you're posting about your new studio and then all of a sudden six bills come in and you're like Mm -hmm. ah and then then you get a good news phone call ah and then and and it's like uh you know uh it's it sometimes it, it, listen at the end of the day it's uh, all the it's life really what it is same thing yeah. when you're raising your kids you have chris good weeks always, and bad weeks. chris always told me like we just we literally just like a couple months ago started actually like paying ourselves you know like actually getting good nice little checks right, right. so it's like that's great but he's like when i was sitting there like well you know do we want to do that because the bank account blah 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 he goes bro yeah, we've been yeah. showing up here for two years now, gotta take something out. You, you got to like you deserve. We deserve this, and I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You do. You're right. I get I it. I have a hard time. I have more of a hard time watching the bank account go down. And he's well, just sure. like, what, what are we saving for a rainy day? And I'm just like, listen, uh, I, <laughs> I listen. Uh, sitting right here on my desk is my. You know, I got old school checking account right here, and. I sometimes judge my mood, and I know you do with Chop Sports. You know, if you got seven dollars in the checking account, and then the next day you got two dollars, you're like, "Oh shit!" And then of course you get something. Now you got nine dollars, and the next day three. And yep. it's it's um, you know, uh, I wonder if you if it, is it good to look at the checking book checkbook, or is I it always, bad? I've I always been a, a numbers guy, and I know that's probably no healthy way to live. I really, yeah, I know not, that. I do bad. the same thing. I. Uh, it could be like, very tough when you're what looking you, at like, stuff. I'm texting real late. I'm like, what did you, did you need Uber Eats? Did you need that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, well, I, no I've, done it. <laughs> I've done it all. I've done Uber. I've, I've driven Uber Eats and Dash and the bartending and the uh, catering for weddings. Do what you gotta uh, do. And you sit in the backstage and someone's like, hey, dude, weren't you in Beer League? And I'm like, yeah, Johnny Trino, would you like a gin and tonic? <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's making me sign stuff and he brings over his girlfriend. You got to meet this guy. She's like, the girlfriend gives you a look of like, why am I talking to this asshole bartender wearing a, like, shitty, uh, a shitty white shirt, a black tie? And all I of a sudden, compare, you're like, and don't take this the wrong way. I compare you to like a Johnny drama. 
you know, like from yeah, Entourage, exactly right. where exactly you're just like, right. you're like, like some surfer dude, like, hey, weren't you on TV once? And you're like, yeah, yeah as a matter yeah. of fact, I was. He's like, yeah, like 20 fucking years, years ago. ago. Exactly right. <laughs> and then drama's and like, then, I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and then the only thing I have in my arsenal is because the beer league goes by the boards with the girl is I'm like, if she acts weird, I'm going to throw the haymaker. I was on Friends episode. And then it, usually it's like, down goes Frazier. Down goes. And then it's like, this guy was on Friends. What episode? The one where she has the baby. Yes. And you raise your arms up. Then you realize you're only at the pre-trial Olympics. You know, <laughs> like in downtown Mexico City. How many more exhibition games are there? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. People, things are making noise now over there. I wow. think that's my Alexa. Alexa, shut Alexa. your mouth. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so uh, that, uh, we'll conclude our show really briefly. A um, couple of things. By the way, have you watched that show Daisy Jones and the Six yet? Mm-mm. On Amazon? No. Awesome show, man. Daisy Jones? Show. Daisy Jones and the Six. And it's the with six. Uh, okay. Elvis's granddaughter, Riley Keough, smoking okay. hot. Bunch of other act, really good acts about music business in the 70s. A little bit based on Fleetwood Mac. Uh, talent, drug use, Southern have California. You, actually, speaking of something like that, where it's like the music business behind the scenes, have you seen The Offer? Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great. Ooh. I read I read a book, Fire. one of the books it was based on, and I I had no idea. I actually think the offer is almost a better story than the movie sometimes. Like, that's wow, right, that, right, right, right. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, great show. But mm-hmm. check out Daisy Jones and the Six. My fans out there, you really appreciate I think it's cool. Also, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this Perry Mason show on HBO on Sunday nights. I can't get enough of it. On uh, Monday nights, excuse me. I watched it last night. It's about uh, early... Uh, uh, like 20s and 30s LA film noir stuff, the way they film LA and the detectives and the actors. And the, it's not really about showbiz though. The, the underbelly of LA, really cool shit. So check out that show. Mm. Um, also, did, there was a special, and I, I must have been asleep at the wheel of all this. There was a special on CNN on that Theranos girl who started that company with the blood testing. Do you know about this? No, I don't watch CNN. Uh, I'll give you, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a CNN just had the, uh, and nothing, it's not a political thing at all. No, I don't um, watch any of that shit. So the uh, it was a company this girl started, this blonde, kind of cute, where she was going to revolutionize when you get blood work and stuff, mm-hmm. like you know your your uh, all your enzymes, all that different stuff. Where you just go to Walgreens and you just do a prick, put it on a thing, and there's a machine in the back. It's almost like Photomat. You know, uh, you go in and, and you know you get your photos done in 15 minutes where you get blood work what, done. They tell you what, like deficiencies and shit, like. Like what yeah, no, well, blood? yeah, like when you get your blood work as a, a you could just say you could walk into Walgreens right now and say, you know, I want to get my blood work. No doctor. Wow. And it's all done in like for, for twenty seven dollars and it's done in 15 minutes. <laughs> but the crazy thing was she got all these investors big. I mean, million, four, five, six, one, seven, one drop of one drop of blood. That's the Joe. But the machines now they're doing the documentary. They're mm. showing the scientists behind it. They were like, uh, yeah, well. It, the machines never worked. The automatic oh. machines, the blood was all over the back of the machine, like a oh, bad copier. At, you know, and they, the guy was going on, and then they kept things secret. They had like oh. huge name, and like and this, and the lady has a weird voice. I'm like, well, I don't remember any of this story. Mm. Complete, she swindled almost billions of dollars off of people, revolutionary the lab testing world. And she ended up like, the, she never had the product. It never worked. They got wow. Walgreens. Walgreens got involved. Anyway, it's one of those things about this company's called Theranos. Uh, you know, one drop of blood. My buddy Joe Sinecore, who I know, knows a lot about that. He's in that world. Um, uh, oh, you know what? I also got to uh, uh, bring up 
uh, and my nephew, my cousin's going to kill me. The Division Three World Champions, okay, Christopher Newport News University men's basketball team, the 2023 Division Three National Champion. Nice. My cousin Patrick went to that school down in Virginia, down there, and they won the Division Three title. Very um, nice. And they would, if they played Rutgers, the score would be 21-19 at the half. Rutgers <laughs> trailing at home against Christopher Newport News. Which is the, I was like, you, would you go to school in a newspaper? I don't know. Yeah, what, right. It's yeah. a little weird. I went there, you know, Christopher Newport News takes on the Star Ledger on Friday night. Of course, <laughs> a big win over the Bergen record. And the whole News Tribune with a bye. <laughs> and <laughs> the like, winner. Yeah. And the FDU of this tournament is the Adam Tabloid here, <laughs> actually coming out of nowhere. Suburban News Day at Shame. You know, Christopher Newport News, Division Three champs. Nice. Shout out to my cousin Patrick. Um, also, Beer League, a little, there's some news on Beer League. We're having a little legal snafu here at Shea uh, that might delay this March 30th thing. Um, we're, we're really close, though. Some contracts have to be signed and all that other stuff because we can't put it out there without – I kind of opened my mouth earlier because I should have kept my mouth shut about the whole thing, but I decided not to. Uh, hopefully, we'll know more about that. So we may be a little late on the season opener. Uh, so, But Beer League stuff will happen. <laughs> Uh, it should be a lot of fun, and I'm sure the first person to watch it will be Mr. Dave Sergio. Oh, not me. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I could send you. I might be able to. Send I would you like an advanced other. copy. Thank you. You you will get you will get something. <laughs> can we just rent to... out? I, I, can we rent out like the Donnellan Theater and just like, have what? him play it? The, you know what? The fact that it the, to have the premiere at the Donnellan Theater would just be like that's that just and the, remember the pre and there's what, a bar attached to it. Come on, Jimmy, let's go. What I was just talking about Around twenty minutes ago. House. You know what? I, you know, I, I I think all showbiz careers should end at the Donnellan Theater. <laughs> Where they they should In have fact, Frank they do. <laughs> they should have Frank Messer, the announcer, come out of, out of out, down from heaven and be like, "Here's a guy, thirty five years of the business, started out at Spin City, and he did beer league and the family and friends. Here he is, your friend and mine, Jimmy Palomo. Say goodnight here, live from the Donnellan Theater. Uh, but anyway." You can all podcasts will die. Everyone, you know what? That should be your rule. Every podcast has to be live from the Danone Theater on the final podcast. I'm with it. I'm so with it. I'll probably then, get a nice discount. We'll have like a, maybe we'll have like a trio: the LFG show, the Jimmy Palumbo <laughs> show, and then and the uh, uh, you know the Packers show because by then the Jet show will be too big. And uh, <laughs> so here we are, the Jet show on Chop Sports by Miles Sturgeo here. <laughs> anyway. Well, Thanks for doing the show. The show went on long. I was talking long. I don't know. Trying to have a little All meaningful good. conversation. Thank you. Your friend and mine, Dave Sturcio and Chris Gucci. I uh, hope you're okay. He's and uh, listen, you know, you're, you're still, uh, you know, everybody's, we're still looking he's at the still, back of your baseball guard. He's still yeah. with us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. By the way, I apologize to Chris. We bashed him all show, but he, right. that. he don't care. <laughs> he don't, he don't care. give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't listen. So. <laughs> exactly. He Does he even that. have the internet? Does he have a computer at home? I I <laughs> caught does. him. I he all he does is scroll the internet. <laughs> he sends me shit all day long. So I know he I know for a fact he's on the internet. <laughs> you know what? I think there's gonna be a documentary on how Chop Sports was founded by a guy who doesn't have internet access at home. <laughs> I really <laughs> well, all right. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks a lot. Right.